We're going to continue our study of prayer this morning. We're going to be in a different place. We've been looking at, at the, oh, I'm sorry, my fault. The children can go to children's church. <laughs> we'll, we'll let the exodus happen. Okay, where was I? We're, we're going to continue our study of prayer this morning. We're going to be in a little different spot. We've been talking specifically from the parables and the teachings of Jesus. Today we're going to look in Philippians. We'll be in Philippians chapter 4, if you want to turn there, Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to begin with verse 4 of Philippians 4. Now, it's been said, and I, and I completely agree, <clears throat> that Thanksgiving isn't, isn't a Thursday in November. It's every day for the Christian, isn't it? We have so much to be thankful for. But we live in this world, and so in this world we have trials and tribulations. We have anxieties and worries. We have all of this stuff. If you watch the news today, you can just get really anxious. Uh, wars and rumors of wars and how things are going. And so it, it, we can get to the point where we're a little too focused on that and not focused enough on the things above. And so maybe we're not always as thankful as we should be. Maybe we lose sight of what we should be thankful for. Uh, it, Angie has said it before, I'll say it again. If you woke up tomorrow with only the things you thanked God for today, what would you have? Think about how much you would not have because you haven't given thanks for it. So we're going to talk about an attitude of gratitude. We're going to talk about a lifestyle of, of thanksgiving and how that works through prayer. And so let's read Philippians 4. It is up here behind me. Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So he begins by telling us, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And that's kind of the theme of the book of Philippians. If you, if you really kind of read the Philippians, you'll see rejoice and joy is the theme. Uh, in chapter 1, we have prayer with joy, joy in proclaiming the gospel, joy in the faith. In chapter 2, joy in unity, joy in sacrificial service, joy in mercy and in healing. In chapter 3, joy in the brothers and sisters that we walk through life with. Chapter 4, joy, joy in the standing firm in the faith. Spurgeon said, joy in the Lord is the cure for all discord. He, he said that, that no matter what is going on in your life, joy can take it over. Joy can make the difference. And those that are focused on the joy of the Lord truly don't have time for discord. They don't have time 
to mess with disagreement and, and anxiety and worry because they are focused on joy in the Lord. That's what Spurgeon said. So what joy do we have in the Lord? We have His mercy, His grace, His forgiveness, His peace. We have His strength. We have His comfort. There, and that's a short list. It isn't about the list I can make. It's about the list you can make in your life. And, and, and Paul gives us one more here. He says, the Lord is near. Now, that's some great news, isn't it? The Lord is near. Now, in the context, this can be understood two different ways. It can be understood that the time of the Lord is coming. The time of the Lord is near. And I think that's true because our world is hurtling towards a violent end. This can't go on forever. It ha we are getting towards the end. The time of Jesus' coming is near. The time of the Lord is near. But we can also understand that the Lord is near right now. He is with us. He goes before you. He walks with you. He, 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 he has your back. He is constantly with you. The Lord is near because He's nearby all the time. The Lord is always near. So, so what a great thing to have joy in. The Lord is near because His time is coming soon, and the Lord is near because He is here right now with you. So then he says, don't worry about anything. Now there's not easy advice, huh? Don't worry about anything. Now, I want you to understand, this isn't a don't worry, be happy. This isn't a fake it kind of thing. We, we do not have to worry about anything because, as he says, we bring everything to God in prayer. Everything to God in, in prayer and in supplication or, or petition, as he says here. Now, these are actually two different things. Prayer, as we've seen in our study of prayer, prayer is this ongoing conversation that you have with God all the time. You've got this ongoing conversation all day with God. Praising Him for this, thanking Him for that, asking Him for this. That just continual conversation with God all the time. That's prayer. And then it's supplication or petition. That is specifically asking God for something. So you run into something that, you're, that makes you anxious. Ask God for what you need. You run into something that makes you worried. Ask God for what you need. So in, in constant prayer and constant petition or supplication, we are constantly in contact with God. And what is the, what is the topic? What is the proper subject of prayer? Look at verse 6. Everything. Everything. So is anything off, uh, 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 off topic? Is anything out of bounds? Nothing is out of bounds. Everything means everything. We literally bring everything before the Lord in prayer, and in petition. Everything. That's how we don't worry, is because we give it to God when it worries us. That's how we have no anxiety, because we give it to God when it causes us to be anxious. We are constantly in contact with God, praying with Him and to Him for everything. And then he says, with thanksgiving. Our prayer should include Thanksgiving. I said before, Thanksgiving isn't a holiday on the calendar. It's not the, 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 the last Thursday of November. It is every day for the Christian. 
we have so much to be thankful for that, that we should be in a, a constant state of thanksgiving to God, a constant state. Because thanksgiving is the key. Understand, as he builds his argument here, joy comes from thanksgiving. Joy is how we know, or thanksgiving is how we no longer wonder, want, worry, how we f- make the Lord feel close, how, where peace comes from. Giving, giving, giving thanks gets us caught up in God and not this world. You see what? It resets our mind because what we do is we get so worried and so anxious about stuff that's going on in this world, we give thanks to God and it recognizes God as giver. And it recognizes us as as blessed children. I am a child of God. Yes, I am. And so this this thanksgiving is the key to joy. It's the key to peace. It's the key to, to, to feeling the Lord near. It's the key to the whole thing. Recognize God as the giver and recognize everything as a gift. And you've got an attitude of gratitude. You've got... A, a long-term prayer of thanksgiving. There's an old Irish uh, toast that, that says, may we get what we need, may we get what we want, may we never get what we deserve. Amen? Thanksgiving in our prayer keeps us from thinking we deserve what we get. Thanksgiving in our prayer keeps us from feeling like, like we're entitled to this. Thanksgiving and prayer always keeps us connected to God the giver. So thanksgiving should be in every prayer. And he says, thanksgiving brings us peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding, as he says in verse 7. Now there's three types of, of peace that are generally found in Scripture. The first one is peace from God. This peace comes on you in times when, when circumstances really seem to be capturing you. When it really feels like you're being closed in, peace comes from God and makes you, makes you feel that peace, makes you feel okay in that situation. Then there's peace with God. We have peace with God because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. What we just celebrated in the Lord's Supper, His body, His blood shed on the cross for our sin, that creates peace with God. We were enemies of God in our sin, but we now have peace with God through Jesus Christ. And then the peace that's described here, the peace of God. Again, Spurgeon's definition of this, the unruffled serenity the eternal composure of the absolutely well-contented. That's that's the kind of peace we have. Biblical peace is not just the absence of conflict. Biblical peace is a wholeness and, and a completeness and a fullness. We have that kind of peace of God when we pray, when we pray with thanksgiving. We have that kind of peace. So then he says, this peace guards your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We, it, it literally puts a fence around your heart and your mind. So when worry and anxiety come, 
Don't open the gate. Don't open the gate. We don't have to live in worry and anxiety and fear. We don't have to because the peace that comes from praying with thanksgiving gives us a guard over our hearts and our minds, our thoughts, our emotions. It gives us a, 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 a guard over our decision-making, our will. It gives us a guard. And so, don't open the gate. When worry and anxiety come, don't open the gate. So you see what, what an attitude of gratitude does for you? It brings your joy back. It keeps you from worry and anxiety. It, 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 you can feel the presence of the Lord nearer. It helps you to focus on the things that are above and not on the things of this world, not on the things below. It helps you remember who God is and what God has done for you in the past, what he's doing for you now, what he will do you do for you in the future. It reminds us, it resets our, our life. It resets everything about our thinking. As God is the giver, we are the, the, the blessed child being, being given the gift. It gives us all of this. And we have so much to be thankful for. We, uh, uh, the short list, grace, mercy, forgiveness, answered prayer, even the ones that were answered with no. The continued comfort and guidance of Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ to help us go through this life. Again, short list, and it's not about me making a list. It's about you making yours. You make your list with God of what you're thankful for because we have so much to be thankful for. And this prayer of thanksgiving changes you. It changes you faster than any other type of prayer because it resets your mind. We, 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 can get, we get this idea that we're entitled. We get this idea that we deserve the stuff we have or the things that we have. We deserve better than, than to be treated this way. We, deserve, we, have this, we get this mindset in this world. Thanksgiving resets that. And it changes us more than any other type of prayer. We've seen in our study of prayer that <clears throat> how, how prayer changed Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. We've seen how Jesus' prayer changed Peter. I, I promise you, a prayer of thanksgiving changes you faster than any other prayer you can pray. Any other prayer. Because it resets everything. It puts you in, in, in line with God the giver. <clears throat> it, it reorders your thoughts. It reorganizes and puts God as giver at the top. It, it recognizes that everything that we have are gifts from, a, from the great giver, God. It brings our joy. It brings his presence. It, it rescues us from our anxiety and, and, and worry. It brings us peace that, that guards our hearts and minds. This is what a prayer of thanksgiving can do. A prayer of thanksgiving should be a part of every day. Because if you woke up tomorrow with only the things you thank God for today, what would you have? As we look at this, this week of Thanksgiving, it's, it's a week of Thanksgiving for this country, and we have a lot to be thankful for that we live in this country. It's the best country in the world. 
and it, and it is and is still the greatest people in the world. We have so much to be thankful for. Pray a prayer of thanksgiving this week. Pray a prayer of thanksgiving today. See if it doesn't begin to change your heart and your mind. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. I'm going to give a brief prayer of thanksgiving. And I ask you just to join me. You say, God, I, I have such a list of things that I am thankful for. I thank you most for Jesus Christ. Because in him, I have forgiveness. I have grace. In him, I have mercy. In him, I have power. So I thank you that, that I can celebrate today my relationship with you because of Christ and my relationship with my brothers and sisters in, because of Christ. Father, I have such a great list of things I am thankful for, family and friends and, and, and church, so many things. May I live this week in particular with an attitude of gratitude. For it's in Jesus' name I ask. Amen.